Planning Commission, I'd like to call this meeting to order, and we'll begin as we always do with the pledge. And I've asked Commissioner Simpson to lead us in the pledge. Please rise if you're able and repeat the pledge after me. The flag is to my right. Ready? Begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Staff, next item, can we have a roll call, please? Yes, Chair. Uh, Commissioner Vehar. Here. Commissioner uh, McCormick. Here. Commissioner Simpson. Simpson present. Commissioner Maldonado. Here. I see Commissioner Tucker is. Impeccable timing. <laughs> Arriving. <laughs> Just in case we didn't know it's Christmas. Go for it. So Commissioner Tucker. Here. <laughs> uh, Vice Chair Martinez. Present. Chair Vasquez. Present. Let the record show we have a quorum. Thank you. Um, we'll now move forward uh, with our agenda to public comments. This is for a uh, member of a public to speak on any of the items that are not listed on the agenda. Uh, any speaker will have three minutes. Seeing none, uh, we'll move forward to the consent calendar. Commissioners will look for a motion to approve the consent calendar. Okay. Move. Commissioner Martinez has made a motion. It's been seconded. Commissioners, when you're able, peers, please vote. Okay. That motion carries 7 0. Uh, now, Commission business. Uh, we'll start with item 4.1. This is a general plan annual progress report to the state of California. And, staff, do we have a report on the item? Yes, Senior Planner Robert Garcia will be making the presentation. Good evening, Chair, members of the Planning Commission. Uh, before you is the 2022 General Plan Annual Progress Report. Uh, government code requires the city to submit an annual progress report on the status of our general plan and progress in its implementation. Uh, the report goes to the Governor's Office, OPR, and the uh, Department of Housing and Community Development, um, HCD. Uh, staff is bringing this annual report before the Planning Commission as this body serves as an advisory to the City Council on planning matters. Uh, over the course of 2022, the City undertook a number of activities that implemented goals, uh, policies, and programs spanning the different elements of the general plan. Uh, the annual report um, and tracking activities enables the state and the city to track uh, progress made on the city's general planning implementation. Uh, this includes activities undertaken by the city through the capital improvements program, including uh, project plans, studies, um, facility maintenance and management. The general plan implementation plan, the general plan, implementation plan is attached as the uh, attachment number two to the staff report. Uh, it details key implementation actions taken by the city or accomplishments made during the 2022 year. Uh, some of these highlights include completed a fence and wall ordinance, completed a comprehensive neighborhood preservation overlay zone ordinance, uh, prepared a, a request for proposals for objective development standards that staff is currently working on, 
processed 1,183 code enforcement cases, uh, completed construction of the new fire station headquarters, uh, allocated funding for the new skate park at Grijalva Park, and, and procured three fire engines and two fire department utility vehicles, and it also continued to do annual right-of-way and infrastructure maintenance improvements. With regards to the housing element, uh, HCD requires that the report of the housing element uh, implementation be given to the state as well. Uh, that is in this report as attachment number three. Uh, the report tracks overall housing production in the community as well as the uh, jurisdiction's progress towards meeting our regional housing needs assessment or RENA goals. Uh, in summary, building permits that were issued uh, in 2022 were 194 total units, uh, 82 of which were for accessory dwelling units, two were for single family residential units, and 110 units were multifamily units. Of these units, uh, 62 units fall into the low affordable category, and that was in a uh, partnership with CNC Development to construct the new workforce housing units at the city courtyard. Uh, the progress report, uh, uh, in, I'm, I'm sorry, the city's progress report uh, in meeting the RENA's uh, six cycle goals is summarized in table number, in the table in the staff report on page number two. Uh, uh, and it shows the production units that we've had beginning of uh, the new cycle uh, up until this point. The current cycle we're in started in October 2021 and ends in 2029. So we're in the sixth cycle. Uh, the uh, Planning Commission uh, is, is just to receive and file the General Plan uh, Annual Progress Report. There's no action needed by the Commission. Thank you. Thank you, staff. Commissioners, any questions for staff? Okay, seeing none, I'll look for a motion. It's not a public hearing, so we won't be doing public comment on the item. So any commissioners looking to make a motion on the item? Okay, perfect. We have the motion. Uh, commissioners, please vote. Okay, that motion carries uh, 7 0. Uh, we'll move forward with our public hearing. I'm just going to announce the public hearing that I have something to say. This is public hearing to consider a new church and coffee house at 611 West Chapman Avenue, operated by Cedar House, and finding of CEQA exemption. And this is conditional use permit number 3210-23. Uh, my wife has received, I'm a disclosure, my wife has received income from the applicant, so out of abundance of caution, I'll recuse myself and have the vice chair chair the meeting. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, staff, could we have a, um, a report, please? Associate Planner Anim Natsakanyan will be making the presentation. <clears throat> Good evening, Vice Chair um, and members of the Planning Commission. The item before you today is conditional use permit number 3210-23. 
Cedar House, a 501c3 organization, proposes to operate a church and a coffee house within an existing vacant commercial building in the Old Town Mixed Use 15S Zoning District. The property is a contributor to the Old Town Orange Historic District. It is developed with a 2,827-square-foot, two-story Victorian house constructed in 1908 and a 700-square-foot detached garage located at the rear northwest corner of the property. The existing building was previously used for commercial and retail purposes. The subject property is located in the Santa Fe Depot specific plan area where a mix of, la mix of land uses is encouraged and a flat parking rate of 400 spaces per 1,000 square foot is required for non-residential land uses. The introduction of the proposed uses to the site would bring new vitality to a property that has had an understated presence along West Chapman in a gateway location to the depot and the plaza. While there are aspects of the proposed operations that the site conditions can reasonably accommodate given um, the key issue for the requested CUP is consideration of the manner in which activities involve 40 to 80 participants can be accommodated so as not to impact the adjacent residential and commercial uses. Cedar House does not operate as a traditional church as it will not operate any form of family ministry and will not offer a Sunday service. The intent is to operate a space to help people in spiritual, emotional, and psychological health. The coffee house, which is permitted by right at 611 West Chapman Avenue, is intended to connect the ministry with the community and will be open to the general public. Detailed information about the proposed hours of operation of the full range of activities is provided in the staff report. In general, operations for the coffee house is Monday through Saturday, um, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and appointments will be Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Larger gatherings will be held consistently on Friday nights, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Hours for infrequent events, workshops, and movies will not extend past 10 p.m., which is the standard time period for exterior noise standards. Per Assembly Bill 2097, a public agency may not impose any minimum automobile parking requirements on any residential, commercial, or other development project if it is located within a half a mile of public transit. The property is located one block west from the Orange Transportation Center Metrolink Station. Due to the property's proximity to public transit, the applicant is not required to provide any parking. However, the applicant is conscious of the residential zone to the north of the subject property and intends to direct visitors to walk, take public transportation, or park in, in the city's public parking structures on North Lemon Street so that visitors do not park on the residential streets of North Parker Street and North Pixley Street when they stay over two hours. A condition of approval has been added requiring staff to monitor uh, the neighborhood prior um, requiring um, the coffee house and ministry staff to monitor the neighborhood prior to services and for applicants to provide parking information on all social media and with movable signage. In addition, conditions of approval have been included in the attached resolution, attachment one, that upon removal of the parking spaces at the front of the property, the curb cut shall be filled in and the sidewalk reestablished per the city standards, and that street trees shall be planted in coordination with the city street tree coordinator. The block to the north of the project site is zoned R3 for multifamily de development, separate from the project, separated from the project site by an alleyway. 
according to the applicant, all services will be enclosed in the garage or the primary structure and will not cause impact to the residential properties. Amplified live music will occur on Friday nights, but will be indoors only and in relation to the size of the room. The sound is primarily acoustic and the applicant does not intend to have a drum kit or bass guitar. A condition of approval has been included in the resolution requiring that the noise not be audible from outside the building. The applicant is present tonight should the commission have any questions. Thank you. Thank you very much. Does any of my fellow commissioners have any questions of staff? Um, I just, I have a question. It might be answered by the applicant or, or in our discussions, but uh, condition 16, I was curious why we are so specific on, on the hours of when they do things like leadership meetings on a Wednesday and then you know, that's great for now, maybe that's their plan, but what are we trying to solve with that or what problem are we trying to avoid? Thank you for the question, Commissioner. Um, the hours of operation are what were provided by the applicant to staff. So the hours that have been provided address the uh, um, various types of workshops and events that they plan on um, having at the um, location. Okay. I appreciate having that detail. I just was wondering about if they change. Thanks. I might get back to that. Thank you, Commissioner. Anybody else? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I have some questions. Um, I actually have a lot of questions. Um, but first, I want to start out by saying I'm totally wholeheartedly in favor of what this is embodying in terms of a gathering space and what this church would be giving to this community. So I just want to say that first that, but these questions, um, I'll actually, for staff, if I can just read the list and know that every statement that I'm kind of proposing here has a question mark after it, it's just so it doesn't, I don't sound so questiony. Um, first of all, and this is probably, this probably if, uh, if this did happen, uh, would, would eliminate all these questions. So the first one was, um, has this been through DRC review? Um, and then the question is, why didn't they review this project before coming to this body? Uh, next one, since this is an old town and architectural resource is a contributor to the district, is this exempt from state law? Next one, has the project had a smart review? Next one, fire and police review? Next one, code for men and women restroom minimum facilities of 80 people gathering space? and access, handicap accessible space as well in the restroom. Next one, will concrete parking area be pulled out in front? AD access to front door, ramp required? If so, how does historic brick treated? Will there be a curb and gutter in alley just as required along Chapman Avenue as stated in the staff report? Passenger drop off, existing garage wall is 23 feet from sleeping and kitchen activities to the property to the north. What is the threshold for parking, walking time from accessible stalls? Presently, I walked it this morning, it's 12 to 13 minutes to the first accessible stall in the parking structure. Existing north face of garage is 23 feet away from the sleeping area, I stated that earlier. Question on sheet one says the garage is not part of the scope. Um, accessible path as shown on sheet one, access to alley to a closed gate. 
no curb, no ADA ramp, and warning pavement, passenger drop-off, and then noise and lighting issues be addressed further. So I have a list, and I don't know if you can, but there, I, I guess my whole point is if DRC had reviewed this, I probably wouldn't have any, probably maybe three questions rather than that whole list. Thank you for the questions, Commissioner. I'm happy to go through them. I took some notes as you were um, asking them. It has not gone through DRC Design Review Committee, um, and the reason for that is because no, no changes are being proposed to the exterior. Um, uh, any of the... Um... If, I, if I could interrupt. <clears throat> there is some improvements stated in the staff report, um, that being the curb in the front and the apron closed down. Uh, the second one is a ramp construction. Correct. And those um, can be reviewed um, administratively through a minor design review, um, which we are working with the applicant on um, reviewing those. But those do not rise to the level of DRC review. Um, so we will, we're will we working with the applicant on some of those ADA accessibility um, issues, as well as uh, curb cut and anything um, regarding improvements to the front, um, um, the front yard, um, including the removal of the parking spaces. Um, uh, even though it's in the historic district because it is um, within half a mile um, walking distance from the Metrolink train station, it does not, um, it, the Assembly Bill 2097 still does apply to the property. Um, regarding fire and police and code, um, uh, planning staff initially asked the applicant to contact fire building and waste management in order to review some of the questions regarding ADA accessibility. Um, fire sprinklers, occupancy, and they are in communications and conversations with building. So um, all of the concerns regarding occupancy um, have been met and planning staff has also been communicating with fire um, and building staff as well regarding those concerns. So those are being um, taken care of in the ha uh, plan check process. Um, for um, ADA accessibility, um, there is a ramp on the side um, of the building um, but that, again, will just be reviewed at a staff level. It um, does not rise to the level of DRC. Um, for um, the existing, um, I believe, curb and gutter um, was the next question. Um, do, do you mind, Commissioner, just um, reminding me what the question was regarding the alleyway, please? Presently, there is not a curb and gutter at the alleyway, and there is a locked gate for accessible access, which is a rolling gate, so it's not a man gate. So it literally covers half the existing garage. Um, and it's not, doesn't have accessible warning devices um, when, when entering the alleyway. Um, the question would be that uh, if Chapman was required to have a curb to thwart parking in the front, then since the six stalls are being pull, pulled away, from the site, and so there's no parking on site, there should be no need for vehicular access to the site, which then creates a you know, life safety fire issue that I know that will come up. Um, thank, thank you for clarifying the question, Commissioner. Um, and that will be reviewed through the minor design review process as well. We've already been in conversation with the applicant regarding some of the site improvements. Um, let me take a look. 
And then um, for um, the garage being not part of the scope of work, um, the, uh, I, I what staff is interpreting that as is there are no exterior changes, or there are no changes to the um, structure itself. There will be, um, uh, as the staff report mentioned, there will be um, there will be use proposed in the garage, but they are not proposing any changes to the elevation. So. And um, some of the other questions, I believe the applicant team would be able to answer them as well. Okay. All right. Any other questions of staff at this time? Hearing none, then uh, I will now open the public hearing and invite the applicant to come up and uh, if he's, he or she is willing and able. And would you please identify yourself when you uh, get up here and you have as much time as you need. Thank you. investing in the, the high school as well. And uh, we moved up here, like I said, about eight years ago, and we love, we love the city of Orange. Uh, we love the feel of it, we love the architecture. Um, it's a place for us where we feel home. And uh, so for us to, to uh, engage in the ministry that we feel called to here, and especially the fact that it's in an old 1908 Victorian home is really important to us because it feels like home. And that's what we want. Uh, our purpose is to, to meet people, to meet the community where they're at, to care for them, <clears throat> and to invest in the community. We want to be good neighbours. We've walked Pixley. Uh, we've talked to neighbours along there as well, just letting them know, hey, we're here. Uh, we just purchased the, the, the 1908 or 611. And uh, we got some great responses from people. And I'm sure they're going to come over for coffee if, we, if everything goes through okay. Uh, but we also just want to be... Not only com obviously compliant, but uh, consistent with the values of the home itself. So when you were talking about the front being filled in uh, with the curb, um, I mean, it, for us, we, it has to be consistent with the look of the home. And that's important to us. I'm a carpenter by trade, and so I love to go into old buildings and, and see the structure and engage with the structure. Uh, so, yeah, do you want me to say? Yeah, and I think one of the reasons we we decided not to have parking in the front because it is helpful, but it just felt so dangerous coming out onto Chapman the few times we've done it, and we just thought it just doesn't seem worthwhile. Um, we just walked it again, and the train station parking goes all the way. We had no idea all the way back around and goes um, just really to the end of where Pixley is, which is very, uh, a very quick uh, walk for people. And our, like Pete said, our value is, to, is for community. And so we don't want to come into the community and have them upset with us. We want to invite them in and be good neighbors. And we told everyone, please come tell us if you have any, any issues, any problems. We're really going to try to direct people. We're going to direct people to not park on your street. We, we know what that's like when you can't find parking. And, um, but we just, the coffee house was a big part of us wanting to do ministry outside of the church. We just felt like we weren't getting enough time, you know, Pete's pastored for 26 years, and we weren't getting enough time with people, and we were seeing how many people were 
struggling with so much, with anxiety and depression and different things. I'm a marriage and family therapist, and is our time up? No. <laughs> okay. Um, and so we just thought we want to do something where we're with the people so much more, that we get time with them other days of the week. And the coffee house just felt like we just came back from Pete's home in Australia, and the coffee house is there. The people come, like there's old people and young people, and there were old men playing cards, and we just, we want to have a community like that. It's not going to be set up. Um, for people like workspace people can come and work if they want but we really want it to be an environment that feels like home that's beautiful that's comfortable and that people are coming to have community and we have some of our team here tonight we have an amazing team we have lots of moms and dads that have been like moms and dads to our people um, we have young people that have gotten married and met through our ministry and we're just looking forward to as people come in from the, you know, the community, from the public, like we get to know them. We get to know their needs. We get to know where they hurt and just be an available presence and just bring the love of God through serving, through serving them a cup of coffee and kindness. And so we just want to kind of, you know, there's people that may never go into a church, but they might come into the four walls of, of, of this home. So um, we love Orange. We knew when we were starting Cedar House we were going to stay in Orange. And, and we could not be more thrilled that it ended up being a house because that was a value of people feel like when they come into our home. That's huge for them because a lot of young people don't have a home. And so that's, that's our hope. And we, we are so honored and excited to be yeah. here tonight. It's been a long road. It's been a dream of ours for many, many, many years. Yeah. So it's crazy that we're at this place yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, and Mr. and Mrs. Shambrock, before you do, does uh, yeah. any, any of my commissioners have any questions of the applicant? At this time? No? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. The uh, next speaker up is uh, Danny Kurame, and on deck after him will be Kylie Smithson. S S Simonton, I'm sorry. Hi. Yes, sir, go ahead. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, my name is Danny Kurame. I serve as a pastor here in Orange for the last two decades at Bridge Community Church, which was formerly Zion on 710 South Cambridge. And I'm also a resident here, 304 North Citrus, just very close to the proposed location. And my purpose for coming is just to show support for the ministry and the character of those that are running the ministry. I've known Pete and Patty for, um, for 12 years, and I've seen the good work that they've done. And uh, I know, too, that it's not maybe fair to speak for others, but there's a cohort of pastors that meet together that are in support of the good work that they're doing. So I just wanted to express that as both a, a pastor here in Orange for a long time, as well as a resident that uh, we're excited to have. Um, what they bring to the table, and we enjoy working in partnership with them. So thank you very much. Thank you. Kylie Simonton. 
Hello, good evening. Um, I just wanted to come speak. I'm a resident of Orange. I run a program called the Hub Research Center, a nonprofit here in Orange, and I also um, attend French Church Orange. Um, have lived here for eight years and have also been a part of this team, the lead team, for the last two and a half years. And I just wanted to share and speak into the character of the owners, um, everything that they shared tonight is true to their character. They're here for the community. They're here for people. I've witnessed time and time again, people come under their care um, and just be transformed, their lives be transformed. And so I just wanted to speak in favor of what they're doing and that they will be in partnership with all of what the City of Orange has. Thank you very much. Next up is Jeff Stingley, followed by Christopher Key. Thank you. Um, I am a member of the Cedar House team and I've been an Orange resident for 32 years. I'm a small business owner and just seen the value of investment in young people and I won't say old people, people our age. Um, just coming alongside them and with a cup of coffee or meeting in the various places of Orange now that we currently meet in, whether it's Starbucks or or root of a gorge or something, having lunch. Um, just that communication that can happen over a, a, a cup of coffee or, or a salad, um, it's a huge part of it. The ministry kind of comes out of that, but um, you're gonna see that investment uh, pay dividends in how Orange um, just is formed in the future with this, this multi-generational Ministry that's, that happens just out of this natural um, way of being a Christian. It's kind of what we do. So thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Christopher Key. I work for um, the Building and Safety Department for the City of Los Angeles. I've been uh, part of uh, the Cedar House group um, for uh, about two years now. Um, honestly, it's saved my life. Um, I just wanted to speak. I've grown up in the church, considered myself a Christian the whole time, but was um, suicidal uh, up to about uh, two years ago. Um, didn't have any community, didn't have anything. Uh, was in a very dark place and planned out everything, uh, how to end it all. Um, I, God put me into um, this community. From this community, I was able to um, grow, develop, and the discipleship and the mentoring that you get from this particular um, uh, community as opposed to another church. I've gone to every church in Orange County trying to find um, a place where I could uh, belong and have community and didn't find that anywhere. Um, it's difficult to get plugged in, especially if, you're, um, if you go by yourself or you don't go with a group or if you don't have people already there. Um, and so being able to come to a place that was uh, welcoming, that had a, a home feel to it, um, like Cedar House did, um, changed my life. Um, I now have community. I'm serving, volunteering um, at the Hub Homeless uh, Resource Center. I'm serving in uh, community outreaches in L.A. now and down in Costa Mesa. Um, from being in a stable place mentally um, and spiritually, um, I'm able to be a better community community. Um, uh, individual and be, be able to better serve my community um, directly as a result. I've since brought on uh, friends that I've had say, hey, this place, come here. 
Um, they've also found community. And the community and the discipleship that you get um, from Cedar House in particular is not like any of the other churches around. Um, the friends that I have brought have also gone serving, doing other things. Um, it, is a, it is a unique place that I have not found um, in all of my goings from church to church to church to church. Uh, nothing comes close to what Cedar House has to offer. And so personally, I'm a, uh, I'm a huge advocate for uh, what they do and their style of ministry. Um, and I hope that you guys would uh, recognize the, the unique value that they bring as opposed to the big brick and mortar churches that are on every corner, so to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Key. Next up is Scott Bolt, followed by Pat Hetherington, please. Good evening. My name is Scott Bolt. I own the property located at 125 North Parker. Um, this facility, the proposed facility, is approximately 30 feet from my property, so I do have some concerns regarding noise and parking. I understand the parking requirements do not require on-site parking. Uh, part of the parking plan suggests that during the day, customers and um, members or followers will park on Parker and Pixley Street. I'm concerned that additional parking uh, could have a negative impact to my property in the neighborhood. I also have um, some concerns regarding noise, wondering if there's been a noise impact study. Um, they suggest that there will be amplified music singing and large gatherings up to 80 people that they'll be indoors and kept within the uh, inside the structure however i feel that that noise could extend beyond the structure and create a negative impact for the community i would urge the um, commission to maybe request some sort of sound impact reports consider um, possibly restricting the capacity of the occupants due to the noise and parking um, also would like to consider the garage, which is the closest structure to my property, not be repurposed as a classroom and possibly be retained for existing parking or storage. So in summary, I'd say that I think it's a lovely idea that they're bringing this, uh, keeping this facility in orange. However, due to reviewing some of their current uh, internet marketing information, the size of the crowd and the parking is a major concern. Thank you. Pat Hetherington. Yeah, my name is Pat Hetherington. Um, I've been a resident of Orange for 53 years and I've lived at 139 North Parker for 43 years. I have dealt with the parking issues for 43 years on that street. Um, have you ever been there on a Friday night, Monday or Tuesday on North Parker? There's no parking, none. I have residents across the street from me who, there's four units, they have 17 vehicles, four units. They have four spaces, the others are on the street. I don't know where you're gonna put 60 to 80 people. I mean, I think your idea is lovely. I think it's great that you wanna require people to go to the train depot. I don't know where they're gonna go. And I'm concerned about the alley, uh, vehicles coming and going, we already have, um, Mickey's place with the, the 15 Chapman students there that park in the alley. Um, it's already busy. My grandkids walk from Parker to Pixley where they live, down that alley, um, and to have excess traffic coming through there I think is a really bad idea. Um, like I said, I think your idea is great, but I think that's 
some changes need to be made. I don't think there's there's no parking over there at all. So I'm against this. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Next is uh, Ginger Conrad, followed by Jeremy Chadwick. Hello, I am Ginger Conrad, and I live at 174 North Pixley Street. So I'm just a few houses down um, from where the proposed um, you know, business is going to be. I say business because there is going to be a coffee shop, um, I understand. I support 100% what both Scott and Pat um, have conveyed. Um, and let's be realistic. You know, if the proposed parking is the train station and there's a coffee shop in their ministry or at their church, you know, how many people are just gonna automatically park on Pixley or Parker? And as you heard, we have tremendous issues with parking already. I actually share um, a parking strip with my neighbor. I own, she rents. Um, and so we have um, an agreement to where we park in the street. So it's already an issue for us parking in front of our own homes. I can't imagine what this is gonna bring to us. So I vehemently oppose. Like Pat said, I support what they do. Um, but I just don't think this is the right place with absolutely no parking on site and expecting people to walk over and park elsewhere. So I vehemently oppose. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jeremy Chadwick. Hi, Jeremy Chadwick. I live at 145 North Parker, which is just around the corner from the proposed site. Uh, my family's owned the property since uh, it was built on in 1946. Um, I'm the second owner of the property, been there for about 15 years. Um, and since I've been a child, I've seen everything change, which sometimes has been for the bad, other times for the good. My main concern um, with the proposal at that property has nothing to do with what they're gonna use it for. I think what they're gonna use it for is a, a great thing. Um, really has to do with the lack of parking, as others have already expressed, and the impact to, you know, a lot of the congestion in the area. Um, we've had problems in the past with parking, and we have applied for permit parking on our street, and it was denied. Um, and I think if there is some type of agreement that could be made, if we could allow them to operate what they want to operate there, yet propose maybe permit parking on Pixley and Parker to prevent, I think, what everyone here is right having a problem with, um, and I, I think that everyone might be in favor for it. Um, that's my, my main concern, and that's the only reason I would be opposed to what they're trying to achieve there. So thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Next up is Jonathan Salmon, followed by Karen Freeman. Jonathan Salmon, uh, Le Gourmet Kitchen and Le Gourmet Culinary. Uh, Le Gourmet Culinary is a cooking school. Our classes run on the weekends and at night. Um, I see, see a real problem of actual conflict with trying to deal with our students coming for their cooking classes on a Friday night 
and the church having activities of 60 people on a Friday, on the same Friday night. Uh, when we applied for our conditional use permit, we had to get parking at, at particular time, and we have parking at the dentist's office across the street from us, which covers some of our, uh, our uh, students, but not all of them. Um, the issue of handicapped spaces is a concern to me. I had a handicapped space put in in front of our, on Parker, in front of our facility uh, to make it easier on myself. It's a long way from the train station. Thank you. Thank you very much. And next, Karen Freeman. Hi, Karen Freeman. Um, I'm a physician at UC Irvine, a uh, long-ish time resident of Orange. Uh, two young kids, three and one. We live on Pixley. Uh, my biggest concern, and I kind of share the sentiment of my neighbors, is really just, even if you tell people that they can't park there, the sheer number of people that will be coming up and down the street or down the alley uh, with two young children is just is frankly frightening to me. I know a number of, I've seen it in the hospital uh, with young kids. Uh, and so that's very scary to me. The other just health concern period is, you know, I live in an old, I live in a historic home and, uh, it, and I know the square footage and whatnot. And I, you can't tell me that putting 80 people in that building with the windows and doors closed and all the music contained inside is safe. Um, just from purely a code standard, fire enforcement, et cetera. If it was purely a coffee house, there's no way the occupancy would be 80 people. Um, so from those two really health concerns, I, I also very much oppose. Thank you very much. At this time, I'll ask the applicant if he would like, or if they would like to respond to uh, any of the comments or add any, any additional information. Uh, the, the parking issue, I think when uh, Commissioner McCormick, you said you walked 12 minutes from Lemon, is that right? Is that, yeah, I walked it today. Okay, yeah, yeah. Two different routes. <laughs> your exercise in. Yeah. Um, and the, the west parking lot of, of uh, the depot is a lot closer, a lot closer. And we actually drove it the other night on a Friday night, and it was practically empty on a Friday night. Uh, and so the walk there, I think, is, is very doable for a, a Friday night uh, gathering. Uh, we, we have connection with all of our people, so we're able to ask them like, and say, hey, we'll even require for them to park in, those, uh, in that particular area. It's inconvenient. Okay, so what? Um, yeah, so just do it. <laughs> um, we want to be in the community for our neighbours as well. And so uh, help us out and, uh, and honour our neighbours by, by parking somewhere else. I think that the suggestion, I mean, just off the cuff by... Sorry? Jeremy. Jeremy, by Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, is not a bad suggestion. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's between Jeremy and the, the city, obviously, but... Uh, it certainly would deter people from, from parking on the street. Uh, and uh, so I would just say that. But I, I understand the, uh, the, the concerns with parking. And we will do everything we possibly can to make sure that people are parking in, uh, in spaces that are um, 
honouring to our neighbours. But I understand. All right. Thank you very much. At this time, I'll, is, is there anybody else? Any other speakers? None? All right. At this time, I'll close the public hearing, and I'll ask commissioners if they have any questions first of staff. Uh, yes, Commissioner Tucker. Uh, so I just wanted to ask um, on that note about the feasibility of the parking in the depot. I'm not so familiar with the restrictions of that parking. Is it, are there signs up saying depot parking only or, or is at night it is pretty available for anyone to park? Obviously residents, there's probably like a three hour limit or is that, I just don't know what the signs are right now in the depot parking lot. Did you see today? Um, the depot parking lot should be available for the public. Um, so there's not really restrictions no, on that? correct. And are you aware of how and why the, um, the uh, parking restrictions that they were requesting and permit required on their streets was denied? Is that because of their distance from Chapman University primarily? Or how is that usually... Um, I'm, in all honesty, Commissioner no, no. Tucker, I'm not 100% sure about that. I wasn't... Um, uh, with the city one that happened, but um, uh, I'll turn the mic over to Assistant Community Development Director Anna Pahushek, who may have some more context regarding that. Thank you. The request for permit parking uh, are reviewed by the Traffic Commission and City Council, and I honestly don't have an answer for why that was denied. And. Um, but they look at the permit parking program in a very uh, closely scrutinized manner because as many people want it, also a number of people are not so happy with it once they get it. And so I know the, the establishment of new permit parking areas is done very carefully uh, at this point. No, I'm sorry. Uh, commissioners, any other further questions? Uh, oh, yes, Commissioner Maldonado. So I have a question about the um, the number of people in the building, and I know that most commercial buildings have occupancy li limits. Is there one for this building? Has that been established? I believe that the applicant team is currently in conversation with um, building, um, and uh, um, from my understanding regarding the occupancy that build, they were discussing with building, is um, also looking at ADA accessibility and the different types of uses. So that's um, currently what they're working with building on. You know, I could also add, um, because I did inquire with our building official about that number of people in relationship to the size of the space. And based on the manner that the space would be used and what he has looked at preliminarily in a floor plan, um, it seems that the 80 person occupancy can be accommodated in the space. Thank you. Yes, Commissioner. Uh, I Yes, I had questions for staff. What are, I know that there's some laws regulating parking, but what options does the Planning Commission have with parking with regards to the conditional use permit for this particular project? This is something I think we may defer to 
our senior assistant city attorney? Um, that's a great question. So as um, staff has indicated, there is recent legislation that has prohibited us staff, and that includes planning commission, from imposing parking requirements on certain developments, and this meets that requirement. So absent very specific findings, which staff hasn't presented to you today, you don't have a lot of options when it comes to, um, strictly speaking, requiring parking. Um, but staff had provided some conditions related to um, what applicant would voluntarily want to do. Um, again, it, the, the restriction is, is imposed on, on, on the city, um, but that does not mean that the applicant could not voluntarily choose to provide parking if they wanted to or come up with other, um, other ways in which to mitigate that, that whatever you know, impacts there are to, um, to, ha to not having the parking, which we, we again, we would not be, be able to require. Hope that answers your question. We are limited. I think is is a, is a, in some kind of um, the answer. If if this were to go through and we find out later on that parking is an issue um, after the fact, is there anything the city can do at that point? Not that I'm aware of. Again, this is state legislation, so we don't we don't have um, a lot that we can do. Laws tend to change. I, I that's a really hard question to answer because um, that's what we have on the books today, and that's what we have to work with. So, um, in the future, uh, the applicant would have a conditional use permit based on what was um, the law at this time, and and that's kind of how it works. So, not much to be done there <laughs> that I'm aware of. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you. Commissioner Tucker, did you have another question? I'm just kind of surprised that I've just clarified. That also includes handicap parking? That, that if they have these four spots that they're removing from the back, that maybe two could be, or whatever is required for the population to have um, handicap on site, not walking 14 minutes from the parking structure? Um, that's that's a good question. I might have to defer to staff, but the legislation just says no minimum parking requirements. I still think that there may be some ADA requirements that have to be met that are separate from an actual parking requirement having to have, based on the use, a certain number of spots. Yeah. All right. Commissioner McCormick. Yeah, I, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> I gave all my questions, but I do have some comments, um, if that's appropriate yep. at this point. Absolutely. Um, I just want to reiterate, I, I think um, I am really, really um, for what you're doing. Um, let me say that flat out. Um, I've also actually been involved with um, designing similar projects. Um, my wife and I um, did Seacoast Grace in Cyprus, and it had a similar ministry, similar, similar way they, they conducted their ministry. And all these same issues came up, not necessarily parking, but... In, in your service to the community, which is, is really noble, and I just can't say that enough, that I'm totally for that. The one thing that uh, I will also say, that being noted, I'm not against this project. I think there is a project here. I feel very strongly that this shouldn't have come to the Planning Commission. It should have went to the Design Review Committee first. So some of these items could be discussed with staff, with the other parties. I referenced in my questions. Um, I think, like I said, um, I would personally like to continue this project till the design review. I was just notified 
The design review is meeting Wednesday on this project, two days from now. I think it would be helpful for this body to be more prudent in their decision to wait till that input is given, which is normal policy for this city is to have the project go through design review. I was 16 years on the design review myself. So I do not want to vote against this project because I think a lot of good can come through with looking at how to make this project better. I'll be honest with you, this is called the Planning Commission, and we plan to make things better. And I think this is a prime example of what this body should be doing is deferring to the, to the input of the design review professionals who will weigh in on this subject and answer the flurry of questions I answered before, which it seems to be that we can't get answers at this point now. So I feel uncomfortable voting for a CUP that is not fully fleshed out in how it's been analyzed. Um, I think that it would be premature to vote on this issue. I think that this ministry is reaching out to a community that needs help. They should also reach out to the neighbors who need help. And I think if we go through this process in the right way, I think this, these groups could come together and benefit um, both parties. And I just don't think we're there yet. So. Um, those are my comments. Um, I, I, do, I do have some solutions um, and want to maybe talk to staff about this. Um, the event gathering, um, I know that the event gathering schedule has been set by the ministry, but I would like to see um, some analyst a analyzing when street sweeping happens, when trash pickup happens, which will be impactful to your ministry. It will be impactful to the residents on the same day and time every week. So scheduling the events, and obviously I don't know when the street sweeping is. I do know the trash went today because I walked it today. So it's a Monday. So if, if, if some of the scheduling of the events in terms of planning could factor into this, um, figuring out if the CUP is, is successful, should be looked into. I also feel very strongly that the permit parking should be looked into uh, similar to Chapman because I think it would benefit the ministry as well as the, as the neighborhood if that permit parking was put in. And um, once again, I'd like to reiterate, I am totally 100% for the ministry and what you guys are doing. So, but I think we need to have all these items fleshed out before a decision is made. I'm sorry. Yes, the executive assistant director. Chair, if I could just clarify a couple of things. This project is not scheduled for a design review committee meeting. Uh, the nature of the exterior modifications, as Ms. Benat-Sakanian mentioned, uh, does not rise to the level of triggering a review by the design review committee. There are certain criteria for projects to be taken to the design review committee. So things like the um, change out of a door or modification of hardscape to landscape, that typically does not trigger review by the design review committee. All right, thank you very much. All right, not sure where we go from here. So uh, uh, does anybody have any other comments or questions? All right, well, we have before us uh, 
a resolution and uh, do we have any of the commissioners that would like to make a motion on the way yes can uh, before before I make a motion um, I would like to know if we could continue this project to look further into what the ministry would be willing to do on their end to mitigate some of the concerns of the neighbors because I think the ministry is really really focused on helping the community and most importantly the community right next to you uh, I think that would be the most prudent thing to do is to continue this project. Um, it's, it's, a motion, it's a motion. So we have a motion on the floor to continue this item to allow uh, a lot of the questions to be resolved. Uh, all right. And do we have a second on that? Okay. All right. Can I just clarify, is there, the, the motion is to continue, just to be clear for purposes of hearing, um, is it to a, a particular date, or you just would like the matter to be continued? And then I, I'm just, I'll defer to staff, I may have jumped the gun in asking that question, but I don't know if staff needs to have a date, or um, if they want it to be open-ended as well, that affects our, our, our noticing requirements. I was going to ask the same question. <laughs> I, I think uh, I, the, the bit of the unknown is how much time the applicant would need to work with uh, the neighborhood. So um, it may, in fact, need to be re-noticed. I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't hear that last part. I'm sorry, it may need to be a date. I guess I can ask the applicant. Uh, if they could respond, but uh, if we, if there's uncertainty about the amount of time the applicant needs to make uh, some, put together some response plan to the neighborhood feedback, uh, it may be better to continue it to a date uncertain, which would then mean we would re-notice the community for the uh, public hearing. Right. Otherwise, if there were, if it were continued to a date certain, then there would not be the need to re-notice. Got it. Okay. With that, would we... Uh... So perhaps I would ask the the, um, the commissioner that has made the motion if they would like to um, continue this matter to a particular date, or would you like to continue it, just continue it to a date uncertain? Um, and if you'd like to get the applicant's um, input on that, you, you could ask that question, but you are the maker of the motion, so it's really up to you. Well, like it's, to it's it. very difficult to set a date... Um, without any specific idea of what is to be accomplished here on two sides, the city side as well as the community side. So, I mean, you could set a date out as, as far as two months. I mean, it, I, I don't really know. I can't guide you on that. Um, uh, there's actually really not sufficient plans to, to see what a you know, what a working plan would actually be and how long it would be developed to flesh out these ideas. So maybe a date certain that's two, three months out. I don't really know if that's real for the city's needs or the community's needs. Um, I don't necessarily think it needs to be re-noticed because the most important thing is these are the people here who, who are concerned about it on both sides. So I don't think it needs to be re-noticed. I don't see any problem with being re-noticed, but I don't see the need to either if there's a cost implication assessed with that. So set a date out that's reasonable to everybody. And I would love the applicant to weigh in on, on if they feel good about 
what I've been saying here or um, if you have an idea what you would like to accomplish in trying to, um, like I said, I think there's a project here. I think what you're doing is great. And so I don't want to lose it. And I would like you to work with the community. Mm -hmm. I, I, do I need to uh, open up public comments? Um, you are only um, opening up the public testimony to ask that question. Okay. So, yes, I you're doing that. I will open up the public comments yes. for, to answer this question. Is, is yes, that okay? please. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I, I think I'm concerned that there, I'm not sure what we can do beyond really asking our people not to, um, putting it on our website, talking about it every Friday, putting up signs in our coffee house saying, like, our whole purpose is we want to be a good neighbor. If you guys are doing these things, that goes against it. I don't know what more there would be to do for the neighbors as much as I understand what they're saying. Um, we're in month nine of paying our mortgage, too, with, so that feels a little bit scary, pushing things out even more. Um, but all we can say is we really will do everything we can. I don't know if a permit could happen on the streets. The, the one side of Pixley, I think, is all industrial, um, other than maybe one house. Um, we weren't sure. The other side, obviously, are houses. And um, so I don't know if, like, the one side and the other street could be permitted. It seems like that would be a no-brainer then. Our people are going to get ticketed. And if anybody, you know, that we aren't able to get to, but we have met in our house for three and a half years and we've never had a complaint from a neighbor. Um, we've had people just love that we're doing this and we have neighbors pop in sometimes on a Christmas Eve or um, so just to say that we really have never had any complaints. The people that come have been very honoring and, and really, really good. We don't have trash in the street. We don't have people driving recklessly. That's We've been operating, you know, small in um, with a lot of respect for our neighborhood. So. All right. Yes, Mr. McClark. Yeah, I just want to say that I hear you totally on that issue. I think the, the, the cogent issue is here is the state requirement that is pushing this thing to this very, very boiling point of making, trying to make things right. Um, I think that's going to be very important to see. And I've seen it happen in my 16 years on being design review, a Chapman becoming a great neighbor, uh, and with the help of the permitting for the parking. And I think that, and then, uh, and then scheduling your events that aren't on street sweeping days and trash days. Uh, I think all those things are small little details, but they start adding up that makes everybody happy in some, some form. So I think that's, that's going to be important. Okay, so we have a motion of continuance with uh, no date that we're looking at specific. Is there a second on that? Is that for a date uncertain? For a date uncertain at this point. Yeah, we have a motion to continue this item to an uncertain date. Do we have a second? Hearing none, the motion does not pass. All right. Any other commissioners would like to make a motion on either way? Um, I, 
I wasn't. I didn't support the motion because I don't think anything will change. Maybe we all felt that, and it's been stated. Um, this parking issue has been an issue. I appreciate the residents that came to speak for a very long time. At the controversy over a permit or no permit is a is one cities deal with, especially in this part of the city. In my opinion, it's it's not resolved, and I don't know that there is a point that it will be. So. Um, Sacramento has a tendency to make laws that do uh, not always respect complete local control, um, as we know. And I think this particular law has unintended consequences, although the goals were great. That being said, that doesn't alleviate any issues for the, the residents that are con have the concerns they do. Um, at the same time, I don't, um, I, I, I hesit I'm hesitant to hold up a, a project that um, it's not only worthy, but it's within the boundaries of what I see as is outlined by law and requirements and the city staff putting forth a recommendation. Um, so I'm, I'm prepared to support the, um, the staff recommendation. Um, I was going to see if it was continued, if, it was, if that was what was going to happen, that was going to happen, even though I wasn't planning on supporting that. Um, but um, I, I would, it, unless there's other comments on this, I would uh, move staff, staff recommendation. I can read that if needed. Probably should since that's our. Okay. Um, so I'll move, um, I'm sorry, to adopt planning commission uh, resolution 20-23, a resolution of the planning commission approving conditional use permit 3210-23 a request by Cedar House, a 501c3 organization for operation of a church with classes, community enrichment activities, and a coffee house at 611 West Chapman Avenue. And number two, find the proposed project is categorically exempt from the provisions of the California Environmental Quality Act, CEQA, per state CEQA guidelines, section 15301, existing facilities, class one. That's my motion. All right, thank you. We have a motion and a second by Commissioner Maldonado. With that. Ma you... Madam Clerk, I will just say my, um, my screen is frozen, so I'm not able to electronically do anything, but um, <laughs> I can voice vote if that's what's needed. I broke it. I know I did. It doesn't work either. All right, we have a motion and a second, and... We can, I can uh, take a vote. Okay. All right. Press on the floor. We will do a uh, verbal vote. Unless, oh, see. it just on. popped up. Yeah, never yep, mind. We're okay. back on. <laughs> All right. It's a vote. Not registering me. <laughs> okay, I'll take a vote then. Okay. Commissioner Tucker? Aye. Commissioner Simpson? Aye. Commissioner McCormick? Unfortunately, I have to say no. Commissioner Behar? Aye. Commissioner Maldonado? Aye. Vice Chair Martinez? Aye. Right. 
Yes, I should say, I guess the, the motion passes. All right, motion passes. Congratulations. And uh, we wish you all the best in working this out and we trust it'll have good results. So thank you very much. With that, I will adjourn the meeting. The next uh, meeting of the Planning Commission will, uh, I believe the Schedule next for two, the yeah, I believe. Uh, this is actually the last, the last commission meeting for the year. Okay. Uh, there'll be cancellation notices. All right, um, so this will be the last commission and we're adjourned. Thank you. All right, this meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much.